Welcome back to the Tip of the Spear Leadership Podcast. And today, before we get started, we have a very special episode and a very special sponsor to go with it. Are you looking to supercharge your career in the fire service and embrace the power of making a lasting impact? Well, listen up, because I've got the podcast that's tailor-made for you. Welcome to Keep the Promise. This is an action-packed podcast. TJ's got your back as a, with a treasure trove of strategies and tactics to not just survive, but absolutely thrive, both on and off the job. Picture this. You'll learn how to fuel your body, mind, and spirit so you can bring your A-game on the scene and still live your best life when you're off duty. It's like getting the ultimate blueprint for success. Expect candid tales of victories, setbacks, and invaluable lessons learned. It's like having a wise mentor right in your earbuds, guiding you through the challenges and cheering you through the triumphs. But that's not all, folks. Keep the Promise is not just a podcast. It's a tight-knit community of dedicated firefighters like you, a brotherhood and sisterhood united by a powerful oath of service to your community. Here, you'll find support, camaraderie, and a wealth of knowledge that'll sharpen your skills and make you an unstoppable force for good within your fire department. We all know physical fitness, mental readiness, and rock-solid training are the backbone of successful firefighting career. And that's precisely what you'll discover here. Expert insights on injury-proofing your body, nailing down top-notch nutrition, mastering recovery techniques, and building an unshakable mental stamina. But wait, there is more. Brace yourself for thrilling interviews, special guests, and enlightening solo shows, all designed to keep you hooked and hungry for more. This isn't just another members-only podcast. It's an adventure you won't want to miss. Now, here's the best part. You can experience all of this for free. That's right. Keep the Promise is offering a sizzling, hot, seven-day trial where you can soak up all the benefits of this incredible community without spending a dime. Once you subscribe, you'll help other firefighters like you. Keep the Promise has a goal to reach 150 patrons, at which point they'll establish a charitable fund to help firefighters and their families in their time of need. Are you ready to embrace your true potential as a firefighter and protector of your community? Don't wait. Visit joinkeepthepromise.com. Again, that's joinkeepthepromise.com. We'll see you on the inside. Welcome back. This is going to be a Tip of the Spirit Leadership Podcast special broadcast. I have my good friend with me, TJ True Hijo uh, from Keep the Promise. TJ, thanks for joining us. Of course, man. I'm so excited to be here talking to you. If it's my kids in there, I want the craziest guy you got going in after him. This isn't just a calling. We took an oath to the citizens we serve. An oath to be aggressive. An oath to be fit. An oath to give our best when they're at their worst. Remember, we are here for them. Welcome to Keep the Promise, the community dedicated to helping firefighters become more resilient and well-rounded. We believe that physical fitness, mental readiness, and a strong foundation of training and experience are always the keys to success in the fire service. And we are committed to supporting each other every step of the way. As a patron of Keep the Promise, you'll get to access exclusive content, special guest interviews, and a community of like-minded firefighters who uphold the oath of service to their community. You'll also be supporting a cause that is near and dear to our hearts. We are working towards a goal of 150 total patrons and so, so that we can start a fund to help firefighters and their families during challenging times. 
With your support, we can make a real difference in the lives of those who serve and protect our communities. Join us on this journey, become a patron of Keep the Promise today, and be a part of a community of firefighters who are dedicated to living their best lives and making a real difference in the world. And that is directly from your Patreon site. So, TJ, give everybody a little bit of a background on who you are, and uh, we'll get going. Talk to me about keeping the keep the promise. Well oh, done. Keep the promise. Um, explain to me what it is, and floor is yours, sir. Well, how far back do you want me to go? As far as you in want. my life story, <laughs> because you you're one of the people who enjoy my um, let's call it my upbringing. So I am a first generation immigrant to the United States. I was born and raised in Medellin, Colombia. For those who don't know, that's in South America. And I grew up during <laughs> during Pablo Escobar's reign of terror. So it was a um, lovely country. Legitimately, I'm not being sarcastic. It sure. was a lovely country, amazing people. It's just at the time we were experiencing levels of violence that are not often seen in the civilized world unless you're at actual war. Mm-hmm. And uh, my family and I had the option and the um, opportunity to move to the United States back in 2000. And I've been here ever since. So going on 23 years. Learned the language before I came here, luckily. Hmm. And uh, yeah, middle school, high school, spent them here, obviously, in the U.S. Went off to college at Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University, where I did mega nerd stuff. Got my, my bachelor's in computer engineering. And then I decided, well, two reasons. I decided to save for my master's because, number one, I, at the time, I still didn't have full citizenship. I was on a green card, so I couldn't get any of the good jobs that, that I was preparing for. And number two, I thought I wanted to prolong the college experience, the partying, the friends. The I mean, house. Yeah, it was Florida, dude. It was Daytona Beach. That place <laughs> was an amazing place to go to college at. Mm. Mm. And I found out very quickly that grad school is not sure the time to party and um, and do all the stupid stuff that I used to be doing. So graduated with a master's in electrical and computer engineering and uh, did a complete 180 and joined the fire department. I've been with Howard County Fire and Rescue since 2013. Spent most of my time at the Special Operations Firehouse and then I got moved out, got promoted, and now I get to drive one of our busier engines. I used to be able to say we have the busiest engine, but... Um, the Waterloo station opened up and they get pummeled all day, every day. So we're, we're a close second. What's a pummeling to you? What is a pummeling to me? Well, I mean. For context. For context. 20, 25 calls in the logbook by 11 p.m. across the entire firehouse. Mm. Now, granted, busy medic unit. Gotcha. Good. But still, like there, we um, it's a point of pride when we've reached like. 12 or 15 on the engine by 8, 9 p.m. Sure. Doesn't happen as often anymore because Waterloo opened up. Mm-hmm. Thank God. I appreciate <laughs> them so much. <laughs> but um, just like any hardship, you look back upon it and you think it's the coolest thing. Sure. Looking back. Yeah. I mean, it's always fun when it's in the past and not when you're currently running those right, 15 right. calls in the first 12 hours of your shift. Tomorrow, on like my third call after midnight, I'm going to be regretting saying every single word that I just said. Yeah. Especially when you hit five after midnight. Oh, you had to go there, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Did. Five after midnight's the worst. I mean, you got to give her the shout out now. No. I don't know who you're talking about. Oh. I mean, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Five after midnight podcast. Another good podcast if you guys are looking for another one. 
So <clears throat> back on track. Uh, we you forgot here. Stack, bro. He's going to be stack. mad too. Right. Excuse like, me. look, there is a very close knit group of four of us with our own podcast. Sure. So Stack was the OG with the things we all carry. Mm -hmm. Stephanie White with Five After Midnight. And then we're the newcomers to the group. It's your podcast and then keep the promise. Yeah. Yep. When we collaborate, we have a brain trust, which is more of like a collection of lunatics. But um, yeah, sure. it's good. It's good having people to bounce ideas off. Anyway, yeah, I yeah, derailed yeah. your conversation. Yeah, let's, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's go back. We'll, we'll bring that. We'll reel this back in. So talk to me about what your Patreon is. Explain okay, so, to me. So yeah, go ahead. We can't just like jump into a Patreon into a. It sounds it's too salesy for me. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's talk about the genesis of what it is and how it got here. Let's let's uh, let's walk into. I've always been one of those yeah. fire service romantics. Mm -hmm. If you will, like Kurt Vonnegut talked about how the one of the most poignant symbols of humanity is a fire truck. Sure. And that dude lived through the firebombing address in World War II. And, you know, it's those kind of words that really resonate because we've seen those quotes. We've seen all the articles that are written. Like, kids look up to us. Mm -hmm. The adults know that we are that insurance policy for them. Like, it's in a society that is increasingly individualistic we are still that outside force that people can almost unanimously agree that we are good we can make the case that our world is falling apart bit by bit but luckily we have maintained that ideal of you call we're going to show up and we're going to fix whatever issue you're having sure. it could be grandma with the 3 a.m smoke detector call or it could be, you know, three townhomes going at two in the afternoon type thing. Yeah. So oh. I've always I've always enjoyed that. It's always been it's it's fun. You feel like you're doing something beyond yourself. And I think life should be lived in service in in whichever way you choose. I chose the fire service. Mm -hmm. But um there's there's fulfillment that comes from from helping others. And um so that that drew me into into the fire service. It was almost like a magnetism sure. that got me into the fire service and then show up and there's lights or sirens, there's all the cool stuff. Crazy situations yeah. and that's you know the romanticism drew me in and then the insanity just hooked me like like a drug. But I started realizing pretty early on that sometimes we're not the best at taking care of ourselves. Sure even though we are expected to be at our best to take care of those that, that we swore to protect. And I mean, when it comes to the shitty foods that we eat, the copious amounts of alcohol that we consume, sometimes we get hooked on prescription drugs, we have sometimes really, really risky lifestyles. And with the exception of a few of those things, I'm guilty of the majority of them. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not casting any blame. I'm not I'm not over here throwing stone. And um, it always bothered me that yeah. I'm sitting there, I'm surrounded by the cream of the crop when it comes to people. These guys and gals who are willingly putting themselves, themselves in harm's way to help complete strangers. And I'm watching them fall apart. I'm watching them deal with medical issues. I'm watching divorce number one, divorce number two, divorce number three. Um, one of my good friends like 
he's he's gone from the fire service because he got hooked on bad drugs and that was it aggressive fireman incredible human being but drugs got a hold of him and and it was over for him and that sort of thing has been has been building for a while that I said like there's there's got to be something there's got to be something that we can do that we can do to change it and most this is where I'm not now I'm really I'm really throwing shade uh, most of at the time what we had within the fire service available to us just didn't seem like enough um, everybody talks about EAP or like hey call so and so like if if you need help, not shitting on peer support though, because those are those are solid. But it's just it's hard to relate to somebody who's not within, and it's extra hard coming in and admitting, "Hey, I may have a problem," or "Hey, I could do better." Yeah, it is really difficult for us to do that. Stoicism can only take you so far, right? Yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean. You can only you can only try and have that. I don't say hard exterior, but like you can only be like the man so much. Like there comes a point where everyone's going to have their breaking point and everyone's going to be at the end of their, at the end of their rope. You know, I hate to say it like that, but like, you know, and, and as you brought up a good point too, there's a lot of good that is out there, mm -hmm. right? There's a lot of light to the dark. You want to bring attention to the part that people need help with. And Among yeah. other things, it's important yeah, to for have this, for this specific part of the discussion. I yeah, mean. yeah, like it's, it's sure. I started going to therapy back in 2014, so I'm going on almost 10 years. And again, going back to my upbringing, that was trauma is a word that I I've used before, but I'm just kind of like, eh. It's just it was just an experience. I, I went through some interesting, to say the least, experience. Mm -hmm. um, I think the first person that I saw who was shot clean through the head was, was God, like five, six years old. We just drove by and just body on the side of the road. People freaking out. Dude's got his, his brains blown out. Um, gang war, I think it was. So it's those things that you kind of put behind you. And eventually like 2014 was sort of my breaking point that all of those years of growing up in an ultra violent country and then throwing myself into a profession where we sometimes see the worst of humanity it added up and I realized that I needed some professional help to help unravel these very complicated thoughts in my head. I don't want to say crazy. I don't want to say scary, but you just start questioning things and you start feeling like a little bit of despair. Yeah. And my therapist has been awesome. She has, she has been with me through ups and downs and everything in between. And I remember when I first started going to her I was so ashamed of talking about it in front of my shift in front of anybody in the fire department saying that you were going to therapy saying that I was going to therapy yeah like dude I think I used a different mailing address I didn't even put where I worked yeah I was trying to keep everything as low-key as possible because the stigma behind it I'm like oh god they're going to think I'm weak yeah. Or worse off, they're going to punish me because they're not going to think I'm fit enough for the job. And that was, so that was 2014. It all, I started kind of opening up with certain people, some mm -hmm. of my close friends. And then when I realized that people were really actually receptive to it was sadly 
after we lost Nate Flynn in July of 2018, when some of the giants in the fire service that I often talk about came to me and they're like, dude, I'm going to therapy. It's, it's kind of hard, but I have no shame. And I'm like, guess what? I'm celebrating four years of going to therapy. So let's chat. Yeah. And that sort of like dispelled my idea of, oh, there's a stigma behind it. Oh, we shouldn't talk about it. And it's like, no, we take our car to the mechanic. I mean, most of us can fix our stuff, but like you go to the dentist, you go to a cardiologist, you go to a dermatologist, you begin to all these ologists. Why not go to a psychologist? Somebody who's yeah. going to help you take care of those thoughts and help you again. Imagine all your thoughts being a massive ball of spaghetti. Your goal is to take every noodle and lay it out. And a therapist is going to help you do that because you tug on one, the whole ball is going to move. So, okay, you tug at a different spot. That's the simplest way that it was explained to me. And it just makes sense. We're not trying to fix things. We're not trying to change anything. It's just kind of make us see things clearly and be, be more resilient to what comes in the future. Um, so probably the real catalyst for keep the promise, bringing it back full circle, taking my story into account was when we lost Nate, because that's when I realized that we did a lot of things wrong post line of duty death in the way that our people got treated in the way that, in the way that we experienced all those events. I remember we, I found out years down the road that they had assigned us a peer support person to allegedly always be with us following us individually or because yeah. like that was a, one on I don't one. know if they like did it but they, I know that for a while we felt really really accosted in our firehouse and I think they were they were worried that we were going to off ourselves type thing mm. um yeah that was one of the things that like kind of rubbed me the wrong way there was always the dog it's like dude we don't want to be hanging out with the dog we just want to be doing yeah. our thing and, and recovering in our own way you got to learn to unpack it on your own, your own individual way as well, too. Yes, like, within reason. To come in, what, right, and what I'm saying is, I mean, if you, I don't know how much you want to get into the line Not of As much death, as we, but you want to get I'm, into. I, I, all I'm saying is, I think every individual has to process what happened individually. So you go through the event of the line of duty death, right? mm-hmm. and you talked about this on your podcast um, a few months ago, uh, minutes, hours, days after it's every individual human being it's going to hit them individually correct so i'm a leadership guy when it comes to the podcast and and i think this has an element and a wing of what officers should be doing chiefs command um most of all at the station level at the at the 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 field level um we we have to take care of each other right Mm -hmm. that's all we have realistically And, and i'm not saying that as a I'm not shitting on anyone in command or anything like that. All I'm saying is it's different in the field. And you and you know that. I'm sure anyone that is in the field in their fire department knows what I'm talking about. But we have to take care of each other. So the leadership side of it, you have to keep an eye on each other. However, you still have to process it for yourself to be able to be a good leader for them and to be able to, to uh, advocate for them and to be able to kind of, I guess, give them distance to let them process but still kind of, I don't want to say keep your thumb on them because that's a bad way to say it, but have a safety net, have a safety net, but also still stay in, stay engaged. I think yeah. that's a good way to say it. So you still, have, you have to have that balance. And again, like I said a little while ago, you know, stoicism can only take you so far because there's nothing stoic about it. Right. There, but there really isn't. And I think once 
I, th- I think, because I've not experienced that. All I'm saying is, you know, everyone individually is going to have to process that. And for that, and this is kind of what I wanted to get into, was uh, space, yeah. right? So a little bit, of, just give them, stay engaged, but give them the space. So and, and I'm not going to keep belaboring the point because I talked about it on Stephanie's podcast. But sure. it's important. Though, one I of think. the most poignant examples of our not getting space was when we got back to the firehouse after dropping off Nate at the ME's office. And we couldn't even find parking for the little sprinter van that we came back in because everybody was there. County van that you you, you took. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We, took, we loaded everybody in the van. We, we followed the, um, the ambulance with them to the ME's office. Dropped them off there and then came back to the firehouse and bro, I am telling you that place was crawling with people like SISM teams from all over the region, uh, enough chief officers that I could have melted all their brass pins and made a fortune and just strangers, mission barbecue, like everybody was there. And uh, that kind of set the stage in a wrong way because we didn't even have a safe place to go back to. Our own home, our own firehouse had been taken away from us. And it's that kind of stuff. It's that kind of like almost overbearing thing that I store in the back of my mind. I'm like, no, 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 we got to change that. We have to change that. So if we're taking, if if we're taking that 30,000 foot approach, we zoom out, right? We've talked about how I had an interesting childhood. I started going to therapy relatively early in my career, one year into my fire service career, went through a line of duty death. I always internalize things that are going on around me and that's the engineer in me how can i fix them how can how can this be more effective and you want to tinker you want to tinker with it yeah i want to tinker with it and combine all of those things i realized that we needed a resource to help us become better firefighters not just on the strategic and tactical level but also on our off time because i have ruined plenty of relationships i have strain plenty of relationship by not knowing how to deal with being a firefighter off duty. And that's where Keep the Promise came from. Being able to take all those experiences that I've been through and go beyond my kitchen table. I can reach, you know, ballpark 10 people at the firehouse kitchen table, right? If I talk to them about something, I might get one or two people. Sure. All right. So that's what? 20%. Multiply that. If I have a reach of 10,000, 100,000. Yeah. That's a lot of people. A lot of people. That's a few thousand people who are going to be thinking, holy shit, I'm going through the same thing. Let me pay more attention. Or, hey, I got this certain nugget of information from Keep the Promise. Let me try it out with my crew. Let's try this training. Or I'm watching somebody and I'm watching them spiral because of alcohol abuse or because of the way their family is. Let me reach out and see how we can start the process. It's those things. I'm not going out there to change the world or just be a, I mean, I'm always going to be a contrarian, but not like go against the tide per se. But what I'm hoping to accomplish is build those resilient firefighters on and off the job in our own way. It's 2023. The same old way that we've always done it doesn't work anymore. Our people are constantly plugged into social media. They are plugged into their phones. I mean, we all are. Yeah. 
So why not reach them where they are? I'm not going to be throwing my hands up in the air being like, nobody pays attention to anything anymore. Nobody's subscribing to fire engineering. Nobody's watching these videos. They're on their phones, so I'm going to be on their phones. And that's that was sort of the um, the push behind Keep the Promise, is just making it as available as possible. And that quote from John Salka, I saw him at Firemanship Days. Um, I'm sorry, it was Andy Frederick's training days, not Firemanship Days. Andy Frederick's training days in 2019, and he dropped that on us. And you could have heard a pin drop in that auditorium. Because I think we were going off about... It might have been clean cabs, which is ironic because I drive a clean cab engine now. But um, he was going off about that and and about the culture shift that we've seen where we as firefighters are suddenly the most valuable and how we're supposed to be kept safe at all times. And he just went off and he's like, if it's my kids in there, I want the crazy son of a bitch you got going in and getting them. Sure. And that, that really resonated because it's... It, we can we can do both. We can be safe ourselves mm-hmm. by having that training behind us so that we can then apply it all in those really tough situations to make a positive, positive impact on the lives of people. So we talked about where it came from, like my my idea behind it and the why. Now the how. I mentioned it's 2023, we're plugging to social media. So reaching them there, um, started building that an Instagram following, just getting blurbs from from the podcast and trying to get as many awesome guests in the podcast as possible. And, and the people that I feel have interesting things to say and have had an impact on my career. So, you know, we can we can run down the list, but it's, we're not just doing the same old, same old, let's talk about, you know, building construction and the fire service, like that almost robotic thing. Don't get me wrong. It's still important, but I want to hear from my buddy Barrett in Louisiana, who is a Mississippi smoke diver and whose story still to this day, I get messages about how much of an impact it's made on people. I want to hear from my boy, Dan, whose nickname was tiny at the volley house. He was every bit of 500 pounds lost probably 90% of that and now is an inspiration to people in his firehouse. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to Stack. I want to talk to Stephanie, those movers and shakers in the present day who are trying to leave a better fire service for those who come behind us. And that's the whole point of the podcast, getting that information out there. Again, you're going to hear me say this a lot in our own way. In order to support that though, right? There's we always need money for things. And that's where I created a Patreon community because mm-hmm. we know what the sense of community can give us. We've been in the fire service. We understand what it's like to be in the same place as somebody else going through the same thing. So the community is that space where we can discuss strategy and tactics, where every day there's a workout for the community There is a mindset mantra that goes live every single Monday to just kind of get your mind right. And I also try to treat it, excuse me, like a kitchen table where it's a broadcast place to say, these are the trainings we're having. This is what you're going to get out of it in person or virtually. 
go for it. Let's do it. Let's learn. Let's talk about it. And it has grown tremendously since back in November. Uh, we've been hovering around 85, 86, 90 some members. There's always churn to any sort of subscription model. But it's awesome because that's between 80 and 90 people who believe in the message, who are putting their money where their mouth is and sure. helping keep this going. So where's the money go? The ultimate goal is to get to around 150 patrons because that's going to allow me to have the capital to be able to assist monetarily those firefighters in need. And um, if you go back, um, majority of people are already know that I'm the one behind TJ Leather. Back when um, when Baltimore City had their triple line of due to death, when Kelsey Kenny and Paul got killed at Stricker Street, I heard one of the guys at work say, when I get home, I'm going to do three shots in memory of them. And I was like, fuck that, dude. What's like, how's that going to help their families? Like, that's not going to do anything. Three shots. Congratulations. You enjoyed whatever drink of choice you just inhaled. And I started selling memorial stickers for them with the whole point of giving all the money back to the families because I have a platform. I have the reach. I can make it happen. Selfless service. Yeah, you can call it that. It was, it just felt like the right thing to do. You sure. know, I, having gone through a line of duty death and seeing the horribly cringy artwork and yeah. all the bleeding hearts on social media and everybody suddenly have something to say when five minutes ago they were shitting on each other. It just, it rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. And I said, no way. Like, I'm going to start people. People are going to want these memorial stickers. That's fine. I'm going to make them classy. And I'm going to take all that money and give it back to the families. And I think I ended up in the hole like two grand, but I was able to take two grand and turn them into like 16 total, divided across the three families, which was great because yeah. it was, you know, not through a GoFundMe, not through anything like official. It's like, hi, this is me. This is my money. We'll worry about taxes later. I don't like. I don't really care what you do with it. But here is cash in hand that you can help. That can help you with your mortgage, with your car payment, with whatever expenses you might need. Yeah. We talk about the brotherhood. Let's let's fucking live it, right? Let's let's do it. Yeah, opportunity is going to always meet. Uh, when opportunity, yeah, it's got tongue. You're going to drop a leadership quote on me. Aaron, like, no, well, not really. I preparedness meets opportunity or preparation meets opportunity, opportunity or something like that opportunity meets circumstance oh jesus christ right? yeah. but there's there, preparation too behind that there, there no there is well it's all in there but i mean it's all relevant right so you know people could talk and i'm not going to shit on people that you want to go have a, a shot or a drink for your friend I, oh i will it, it doesn't do well, anything it doesn't do anything bro teach, is, teach their own right so what i'm what i'm getting i just made me lose my train of thought good well the point that i'm making is you know being busy and making a difference are two different things, right? You can run in place for two hours. You're not going to get anywhere. I mean, I mean, let's be real, right? You're not going to get anywhere. So This is coming from the man who's got a Peloton in his house. Hey, it's not just a treadmill. It's a community, sir. So um, I don't expect you to understand that. Um, I can't believe I just said that. Anyway. It must be that officer money, bro. I yeah. can't afford a fucking Peloton. Wow. Well, $50 yeah, we'll, a month gym membership is the we'll, most I can do. We'll go with that. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but so we, exactly. But to speak to that point of, of, uh, you know, you could run in place 
for an hour and you won't get anywhere. The whole point is when you have a drink or when you go to a bar and you take a picture with the names written on the napkin with a drink in front of it, whether you go out and you start a Patreon or this is kind of what I was talking about earlier about everyone kind of finding their own way to process what happened, right? I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's right. All I'm saying is I think everyone takes different paths. However, you are all on the same journey of figuring out how to deal with the macro cycle of your career. Correct. So your goal here is to say there's going to be rough time. There's going to be the highest of highs, the lowest of lows. And, you know, it's it's going to be the valleys, not the peak that, that develop you, right? Mm-hmm. So your job here, or you're not jo- your job, excuse me. Your goal here is to say... I don't want to say we all been there, but your goal, your your goal is, we're all going to go through things. Some are going to be very bad. Some are going to be very good. Let me help you, not make the mistakes that I made. Correct. Let me lead you away from the path that I that I was on. Correct. And let me get you on off the road less traveled. Or let me get you on the road less traveled, which is honesty of needing help, which is admitting there's issues that you have that you need to fix, and you are almost like a. Uh, conductor of the symphony of uh mental wellness oh that's good you like that? And, and physical as well and so and that was my next point was strength of body and of mind yes part of the motto of keep the promises well-rounded and resilient sure resilient means we can take what comes our way and for like a better term deal with it right bounce back be able to bounce back be able to weather that storm and well-rounded again we do a lot more than just strategy and tactics. We are still sure. humans when we get back home to our families. Let's figure that out. Let's figure out the nutrition, the sleep. Let's see if something like, you know, shout out to John from Rescue on CBD. Let's see if CBD can help us, even though it's such a polarizing topic. I'm not good on CBD. Is that the one that will come up as a positive drug test? Or THC well, if you listen the to the latest... Um, Keep the Promise episode with John Vaughn. It was episode... Vote. Wow. Sorry, John. Um, episode 21, he talks about how he went to incredible lengths to make sure that there is zero parts per billion of THC in his stuff. Parts per billion. Per billion, right. And let's take it back to hazmat, right? If you, if you have something that has an LD50 of, you know, one part per billion, like it can kill 50% of a certain population with one part per billion, it's pretty lethal, right? Because it's a tiny amount. Flip that script. If there are less than one, like parts per billion of THC, that is a minuscule amount. So it's not going to pop on any test. Sure. And dude, I can attest to that. Like that stuff helps me sleep, stay asleep. Um, there's a topical one, and I, Johnny should be paying me for this. But um, <laughs> like the topical one is nice great problem. for muscle aches. I, sure. I, I like the dude, and then we we all promote each other's stuff, and and um, his. His product is solid, but that ties back into the whole keep the promise idea of well-rounded because how do we have, how have we medicated, self-medicated for generations of firefighters? It's drinking. Exactly. Drinking and drugs and sex, drugs and rock and roll, yeah, I guess. Exactly. But yeah, exactly. All kidding aside, yeah. And that ruins careers, that ruins marriages, sure. that ruins our sleep. Shit, man, I sleep like garbage. 
when I've had a couple of drinks and I really slept like garbage when I was closing down bars back in the day. So it's, it's important for me to push as many, as many possibilities to people out there sure. who may not know about it, who may not have gone through the same thing. And going back to what we're talking about line of duty death earlier, it's, um, I hate that it's this way, but you get a certain bit of, I guess authority. I don't know. It's, that's not the right word that I'm looking for. But people listen to you, having been there and having done that, because um, you create a draw. Not quite. I'm not trying to create a draw, but I have, I have taken conversations in such a way that I get people to the point that they are not happy with what I'm saying, and when I let in that I have been through this event, it's a 180. Mm. And I realize early that, gotcha. in a way, that's a bit of a power. How do you wield it? Well, you already know me. I'm not going to be posting bleeding hard social media junk. It's like a burden, though, more so than anything. Oh, absolutely. A, no, no, it you is. You have a burden. You, you don't have a, anything to be... It's not something to be proud of. It's well, not, I wasn't going to say it like that, but I was going to say it's not like... So, it, it's something was bestowed on you against your will, I think. Is that you the right, went through an event. the right way to say you that. You ended up in... You ended up in the company of people who have gone through the same thing, and it's a very small population in comparison to the massive population of the United States Fire Service and the Worldwide Fire Service. And let's be honest, it's our worst nightmare. Yeah. So the way you speak and the way you carry yourself, carrying that burden, that lifelong... Carrying the load. You're carrying a load. Yeah. And you're carrying a message. It's got to be a message. Right? That's be, the whole point. It's, you're now. You're now. You're now. You're the, an ambassador. Messenger. You're the ambassador of uh, keeping their memory alive, mm -hmm. but living to keep their memory alive. Yeah. Living for what happened to them to not be in vain. You. You I think have right to, way to live that, that way. You have to live in a way that's going to be honoring the fallen. You have to keep their memory alive by speaking their name, right? There's that quote that says, we die twice, once when we stop breathing, and once the last time that somebody says our name. And that's been my charge to be like, until I'm gone, you will remember Nate. You will know that that was the catalyst for Keep the Promise. And the goal is to have people who come after me remember that and get to a point that they see I'm like oh yeah this is why he started this is the whole point of keep the promise it's it's our equivalent of, of writing on a stone right that's the the, the caveman did it that's how they passed information sure. millennia now we get to do it in the digital way yeah and you know the other part about it too which is kind of interesting is now you can carry that message indefinitely uh through the internet so like long after we're gone all these podcasts are going to be there so you know when I get old and my time's over. My kid can listen to all of this and I'll be around forever. Technically, if you think about it, those things used to be around forever. Um, the keepsakes and the memories used to be your memories, your pictures and all that. This is just the way society went because, you know, all you have are your memories. You can't yeah. take anything with you. The Egyptians tried that and all they did was get robbed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Damn. You don't see... You don't, you don't, you don't see a U-Haul behind a hearse. You, you know. In other news, archaeologists but, <laughs> everywhere are now massing with pitchforks and torches so, outside Mike's house. So, the point that I'm making is, um, you can't take 
just like your things, you can't take um, your memories, your emotions, your thoughts, your lessons, and everything, your ideas, all that. You can't take any of that with you. You need to give that to other people. Yes. And so you're doing that with keep the problem. That's the point that I'm making. I said the other stuff in jest, get a chuckle out of you. However, that's the point, right? <laughs> you, you can't and you shouldn't take it with you. No, you shouldn't. You that's, should. that's the other point that I wanted to make. We have become a fire service where we use knowledge and information as power. And I think it has to do with the way that we start treating the fire service as corporate America and as a ladder climbing organization. So if I know more than you, I'm going to be better off than you. I'm going to get promoted first. Sure. I'm going to be that golden officer who can do no wrong in front of his or her battalion chief. Right. You know what? I mean, you're never going to be that. I'm never going to be that. But the whole point is we know plenty of people sure. who do that. Sure. They know who they and are, And it's too. cool because you're advancing your career, but you're also letting down so many people. I get nothing out of not sharing my knowledge with the rookie or with the people who are a couple years behind me or with the people who might ask for my, not my opinion who have way more time than I do. I get absolutely nothing out of hoarding that knowledge. Sure. It might help them down the road. It might not, but at least I tried. You know, and I'm pretty open about it. I will, everything that I've gone through, I can, I will talk about and keep the promises meant to be that repository of information where it doesn't matter who you are. You can learn something because yeah. that's, I still remember things that I learned 15, 17 years ago at some Valley House training that Mike Champo came down to. And at the time, you know, I'm like, dazzle and I'm like whoa this dude's a real deal fdny truck guy right like that's the important part and somebody out on the west coast i mean we have people in alaska some of the shit we say might apply to them and they'll be able to do better for the fire department and for their community from what we did that's worth it that is totally worth it the money the social media all that stuff that that's secondary it's just being able to like i said Take that kitchen table and multiply it ten hundred thousand fold. Get that message out there and help at least one firefighter who might be out there dealing with something or wanting to be better. Sure. Yeah, there's you know, there's also a culture shift. Or not a culture shift. There's a culture behind the fire service. So you have people that take things and they want it to be a brand. Right? They want to make all of they want to make all of this a brand. So it's not just throwing ladders, pulling lines, it's the X, Y, and Z fire department. Look at us. Mm -hmm. I got the blue check. They want that, right? Not there's anything wrong with the blue. I don't know if you have. Do you have a blue check? Oh, no. Okay. I don't know if we can pay for it on Instagram. I know you can pay for it on Twitter, RIP, X. X. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, I I know there's a lot of that out there. And, and there's only so much you can talk about when it comes to certain things in the fire service. It's literally just people rebranding it. Well, putting and, their own spin, yes. putting their own spin on it. And I think it goes, it comes down to that. Um, there's an old saying, God, I wish, I wish I would remember to write it down, but there's Bro, a saying. Bro, you literally write down every saying that I you do. ever come across I, and you didn't I do this one? It. This, this is going to really piss come me off. On. But uh, it, there's, there's a saying out there, each one teach one, right? Okay. So everyone, what does that mean? Each one, each individual, okay. teach one. You teach an individual, right? It's that whole thing that I've talked about with you before. I mean, obviously off air, but in, you know, in the fray of podcasts, um, have a mentor, be a mentor. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it should always be because 
You know, it's just like you said, I mean, you can't take or way we talked about a few minutes ago, you can't take any of this shit with you. Correct. You, you know what I mean? You can't hoard all this with you. And leadership wise and bring it back into leadership again, you know, strength of body, strength of mind, resiliency, um, communication, um, being strong of body and mind and all that. You have to be able to understand when your people are not right or when your people um, need help when your people are not themselves. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, if you were an employee, hopefully your supervisor was like, something's wrong with TJ and they may or may not. I'm not here. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the ideology of that's what we should be doing as supervisor, as officers, as, as leaders. And by leaders, I'm, you don't have to have a rank to be a leader. You can be a senior firefighter. You can be just one of the guys with time on. You could be a guy with a few years and recognize one of your shift mates is not right. Something's wrong. Well, that's what keep the promises doing. It's it's building that community. So if you know, I think right now your website says like eighty seven people. If we can turn that into two hundred, man, two fifty, three hundred, whatever it is, because I, in at the end of the day, that would be great, right? But we both know that it's not about that. It's about maybe five hundred people listen to this. Mm -hmm. Each one of those five hundred people. Talk to one or two guys that get it. You just, you, not me, you turn that into a thousand. And then ipso facto, or not ipso facto, but down the line. I don't even know why that came right out, but. Uh, per se. Down. Faux pas. Let's just start throwing random expressions sure, there, bro. Sure. Indubitably. But no, um, down the line, that's can, that it's in itself can create a community as well. So the goal are the patrons to, to meet, um, the, the goals that we you have set forth. However, I, I do think we'd be reminisced if we didn't mention the fact that, you know, we have to take care of each other, right? You have to be able to have this knowledge and use it. And you're not alone with that because you have TJ and you have Keep the Promise. Correct. And it, so, it's got to be community above Community everything. based. Yeah. Sure. It's, it's, yes, 150 would be great because then we can start making a monetary impact. 200, 300, 5,000. Incredible. Just imagine if we can do something with 150. Imagine what we can do with 1,500. Again, sure. that's fine. We'll get there at some point. I'm not worried. It's all a bonus when that happens. I love the fact that there is a community, a tight-knit community of people who think the same way, believe the same things, but in our own way, if that makes sense, with our own identity. Yeah. That we can share those ideas, we can share that knowledge, we can pass those along. The nuances. The nuances. Sure. And 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 who are taking what they learn from one another and taking it back to the fire department. I'm just, I don't even want to call myself the director of the orchestra. I'm just over here here helping people make the connections. Facilitator. Yeah, I'm facilitating. facilitating. This is this is not gonna about it's not about me. It'll never be about me. Few people have seen me show up in person because it has always been, and it will always be about the community. It's always going to be about the firefighters. Sure. Everything so, that comes from that afterwards, that's just icing on the cake. Bonus. Yeah. So let me ask you this. I know that on the podcast that I have, I know that there's a spot. I don't know if it's, it's I don't know if Spotify does it or not, or maybe I just miss it, but 
Apple Podcasts specifically, you can get reviews. You mm-hmm. can get feedback and people can comment mm-hmm. and you get it. It's not public. Do you get people commenting to you about any of this? Do you have like people saying that they may not be um, patrons, Patreon, patrons? Patrons, patrons. So the whole thing with Patreon is right of a quick history lesson. Go back to like the Renaissance era, Da Vinci, Michelangelo, all those folks. They, I'm trying to make it as... They whore themselves out to like their highest bidder, right? Yeah. To to those rich families. Sure. Hey, I want the Sistine Chapel painted. Hey, I want you to create a helicopter for me, Leonardo. And it's a similar concept. Hey, this is me setting up a community for you. Sure. If you feel you get value out of it, you can pay me. I'm just taking it the opposite way and I am taking that money and feeding it right back into the fire service. But but you're gaining people are coming to you. But yes, people are coming to me and and going back to the podcast is that a lot of people who leave reviews are not patrons, which is totally cool. But it is amazing seeing people leave the reviews on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. And my favorites are the ones who just message me on Instagram, on Facebook, on wherever they can find me to send me an email. They're like, dude, I loved this episode. Um, there was a guy who just messed me a little bit ago. He's like, your stuff is taking off like wildfire around here. Yeah. Every time somebody asks for how can I learn more about the fire service, I immediately send them your podcast and I feel like you're doing great things. That sort of, that sort of feedback is, is incredible. Like it's, it's no amount of money can, can compare to that because again, that is the mission that right there is I helped one person and this one person is helping out his people and those people are going to help others. Each one teach one. Each one teach one. So right now you have 9,897 people on your Instagram. What is it with you and all these metrics? I'm a numbers. I'm a numbers guy. Numbers don't lie. I, numbers don't lie. They don't. Jay-Z said that, right? Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. I didn't know that. Logic said it too. Come on, bro. I, Get with the music. I, yeah. Logic's from Maryland. You got me. You know what? You got me. Oh my <laughs> You got me on God. that one. But, uh, Wait till I tear you down on these vanity metrics. Yeah. So the other thing is, you know, you have 10,000 people, right? We'll, we'll just, I mean, we'll cut, we'll cut through it. It's, it's 10,000, 10,000 followers on your Instagram. Um, not that followers mean much beyond just a number, but that's 9,000 people who willingly, I mean, I haven't gone and looked at them. I don't think any of them are spam, but clicked follow. Mm-hmm. So you've reached, just for conversation's sake, 10,000 people. You have one guy that's told you he sends it to all his people when they talk about fire service mm-hmm. stuff. So just- Multiply it times 9,000. Or just, you know, conservatively, just for conversation's sake, we'll say half. 5,000 right. people said, hey, hey, Dave, look at this. I mean, that's 10,000 people right there. Bro, it's wild. And, like, and here's, here's the other thing. And so here's- you, have the com- you have the community is what I'm saying. Here's another way to frame it, because we can always get lost in the numbers, in the social media metrics. Oh my God, I have 10,000. Oh my God, somebody else has 20,000. Pro, if you put me in front of a room with 100 people who are happily going to listen to my message, I am going to be on cloud nine. Sure. Even and one person. That's why it's so important to realize that those numbers are still people who believed. And yeah, I mean... You put me in front of those 9,000 some people, man, 
I got to have my my game as tight as could be because I owe them a lot. The fact that that amount of people would believe in in what we do and and the patrons, the eighty something we have that we have on Patreon, mm-hmm. it's um. It's humbling. It is. It, it, those are people who believe in the message, who believe in the mission, and who have said, "I will help make the fire service better." Sure. It's so you, worth it. Yeah. No. Definitely. And and you're you're leaving your mark. And you know, I think anyone that any human being, I think, can understand that at some point in their life, someone had an impact on them and how that made them feel. Right. Someone somewhere, a coach, a parent whoever, we're not talking romantic relationships, we're just talking just somewhere in your life, you've had somebody make a big difference in your life. And just imagine how that felt for you, mm-hmm. right? The point that I'm making with that is if you can grasp one person, they're going to want to pass that to somebody else, right? And ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, you could run, and we'll, we'll walk this back into the fire department, you could run 10,000 calls at your firehouse over a few years and you save one person's life, right? The impact you had on them is going to be tremendous. And I think when you, even when you have that, it's a success, right? It's, you've made a difference in someone's life and just on a human organic level, that's the best that there is, right? That's the best feeling in the world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you will never forget that. So you, by going through everything you're going through now, you're doing that. Um, I think it's, I think it's absolutely remarkable what you, what you've built. I I think it's remarkable, um, who you are as a, as a person. We've been friends for, for quite some time. We became friends after, um, your incident. I didn't realize you worked for Howard County and I'm like, Hey man, I want to do this, whatever. It just, none of it ever clicked. (laughs) And you were like, yo dude, this happened. This is who I am. I can't do it. And I felt like trash. Long story short you know, we got connected and we kind of, we hit it all. I think I fixed, I fixed your radio strap. That was how we first started talking. I think your, it was, some, yeah. Your I, wife I came to remember. me at the hospital when, with, yeah. um, with the radio strap yeah, to be yeah. fixed. Yeah. And I didn't know. And she's like, you know, he works for Howard County. I'm like, no. She's like, you know, he worked at, you know, at that firehouse. And I'm like, no. She goes, well, that's how I met him. I met him through the hospital. You might want to remember that. And I'm like, I remember I wrote this really long message. I'm like, look, dude, I had no idea. I am so sorry. And fast forward five years and and now we're here um so i think this is a good point to wrap this up is there anything else that we missed anything um about your patron that you wanted to talk or anything we may have skipped over anything you wanted to yeah, we'll just do a quick overview left. like i said every day there's there's a workout uh interspersed throughout there's things like the mantra there's motivations there are trainings thrown in there the important thing that i want to keep hammering is that it's a community Sure. You will show up and you will be amongst friends, amongst like-minded people. Um, to join it and check it out is joinkeepthepromise.com. But most importantly, like whether or not you join, just we're out here hopefully bringing value to to your life as a firefighter and as a human being. Um, the Keep the Promise podcast is on all the podcasting platforms. Find me on social media. Send me a message. You want to talk about things? By all means. It doesn't have to be any sort of paid gig it doesn't have to be i don't expect you to listen to all my stuff if you don't want to sure but if you want to chat about things i'm an open book about pretty much everything okay no that sounds good um well don't go anywhere i'm going to close this out i do have a few things i want to say though real quick um you know as firefighters not only do you fight fires and battle the flames that threaten people's homes 
Um, but TJ, through Keep the Promise, is going to fan the flames of compassion through philanthropy. Oh my God, I can't believe I got t- tongue tied on this. Philanthropic. Philanthropic? Yes. Phil- yes. Let endeavors. the record show I know, that I, I am right officially now. ESOL, English as a second or other language, and I just corrected Mr. Native Speaker. Mm. Uh, TJ's selflessness knows no bounds, whether it's raising funds um, to help firefighters' families or lending a hand to those who may need some help with training or knowledge in general or just maybe less fortunate. With every act of service, TJ, keep the promise. Um, they're going to provide the truest form of courage that is not only found when they fight fires, but also when he's in the firehouse, mentoring other people and doing his best to create a community to advance the fire service and igniting a brighter future for our firefighting community. So, TJ, I do want to applaud you for not just being a firefighter, but a uh, just a good soul, a good person, a great man. Uh, who your your actions inspire all of us. I, I think you know your actions truly inspired me, especially getting this podcast started, being able to actually pull the trigger on it, starting with the Instagram and all those things. And um, you know, you definitely inspire a lot of us to um, give, um, to give back to the community, to care about each other, and um, you know, work towards positive change and, and leaving the fire service better than when we found it. So, TJ, I thank you. Uh, thank you for your time. And uh, don't go anywhere real quick. Um, You know, guys, thank you for listening to this episode. This was a special bonus episode. This is something that um, I've personally been looking forward to for a very long time. Um, This is a very, uh, this was a very candid conversation. Like we didn't, none of this was planned. So this is like off the cuff, organic discussion. So TJ, thank you. Guys, uh, leave us a review, like, share, subscribe all that stuff. Make sure you hit hit up uh, Keep the Promise and uh, we'll see you in future episodes. Thanks, guys. <laughs> nice.